Today, I'm going to talk to you about the possibilities of faith. I had prepared the sermon that I was going to give before all this unrest began as a result of the brutal and indefensible death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota. But that single death, as tragic as it is, can hardly be stated to be the cause of what is occurring. I believe the basis for the current protests are the years and years and generations and generations of racial discrimination, marginalization, and bigotry that have existed in this country for far too long. The question becomes, what can you, what can I, do to address this problem? I'll start by pointing out that such ethnic injustice in our country is certainly not the first time it has occurred. Almost 2,000 years ago, most of the people living in Palestine were going through difficult times, perhaps even worse than the times that we are enduring right now. They were a conquered people living under the iron fist of Rome. Many who in any way, even minimally, opposed the rule of Rome suffered horrible deaths by crucifixion. The Romans taxed the populace until they could barely exist on what remained. However, taxes had no effect on the vast majority of the population who were landless, had very few possessions, if any at all, and lived just above starvation level. The Jews hated the Romans. The Romans hated the Jews. And the Jews discriminated against those who were not Jews by marginalizing and discriminating against the, what they called the Gentiles. The Palestinians also suffered through pandemics, just as we are doing. There were regular events of famine, plagues of locusts and other crop and animal killing diseases, leprosy, and all types of illness brought on by unsanitary living conditions. Medical care as we know it was totally non-existent because many Palestinians believe that illness was brought on by evil spirits that resided within those who are ill. It was therefore very surprising that someone would walk around the countryside of Palestine in those very difficult times, willingly drawing large crowds to follow him. Even more surprising are the possibility of faith statements that he made to those crowds, such as, all things can be done for the one who believes, or, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Or, if you have faith, nothing shall be impossible to you. Today's scriptural passages, passage is one of the most quoted statements of Jesus on the possibilities of faith. It appears at Mark 9, verses 20 through 24. The setting for these verses is that a man has been brought to Jesus with his son, with the hopes that Jesus will cast out a demon that has possessed the son since childhood. 
The Father says to Jesus, If you are able to do anything, have pity on us and help us. Jesus replies by quoting the man, If you are able, he then says, All things can be done for the one who believes. And the Father immediately responded, I believe, help my unbelief. These verses clearly demonstrate the humanity of Jesus. By this time in his ministry, Jesus had healed many people of many diseases. He had fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. He had walked on water. He had quickly quieted a storm over the Sea of Galilee. You can almost see him thinking, Oy vey! When will these people know who I am? Jesus could make these statements he made on the possibilities of faith, despite the very difficult times in which he lived, because he knew he had a power that existed in him that had existed since before the earth was created, and, if accepted, could bring change to the wretched lives of many in Palestine. In these times of difficulty, we too can have that power be a part of our lives. The possibilities of faith that Jesus spoke about almost 2,000 years ago still exist today. The power of faith is as available to us as it was to those who lived in Palestine during the dangerous and troubled times that Jesus walked upon this earth. The possibility statements of Jesus should always be put into the proper context. For instance, at Matthew 17.20, he is quoted as having said, For truly I tell you, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here and there, and then it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. In saying these words, Did Jesus literally mean that with faith we can actually move Mount Wilson or Mount Whitney? I don't think so. If you put the words into their historical context, we can see that when Jesus used the words, move a mountain, he was quoting a phrase used by the great rabbis or teachers at that time, who could, by explanation and teaching, remove the self-generated mountains of fear, low self-esteem, and doubts that prohibited people from understanding the verses in the Hebrew Bible and how they directly applied to their lives. These great teachers could move out of the way the self-imposed limitations and mountains that led people to not understand those timeless and powerful words in the Hebrew Bible that also apply to their own lives. Such a faith can also help us remove the self-imposed mountains and difficulties that are holding us back from all the possibilities of faith. Specifically, in these times, how can all of us use such faith to help address the racial injustice that pervades this country? The first step is to look deep within ourselves and ask, are we aware of such injustice 
Are we actually aware it exists? Do we ever talk about it with others? Do we talk about it with our families, our friends? Do we ever seek to understand it better by reading books and articles or listening to speakers talk about it? We have to. We have to learn about and talk about the self-imposed mountains we have against dealing with this issue. Do they include that we are afraid of African Americans demanding justice? Can we begin to relate to the fact that young African Americans are targeted by many police departments? Can we recognize the fear that African Americans have with our justice system and whether or not they will be treated fairly within that system? Do we feel we are entitled to more privilege and a bigger piece of the American pie than African Americans? Are we now seeing that police brutality really and actually exists? Do we understand that it it has existed for a long time, but now it is being captured on videotape? How do we answer all of those questions? During this time of isolation, self-protection, and massive unrest is a perfect time to become aware of those things that are the mountains that hold us back from addressing those problems. It is also a good time to gain as much knowledge as we can about the history and pervasive presence of racial injustice. Once again, that knowledge we can use and then share with others, so they in turn share that knowledge with others, so that we can become an educated society uh, concerning one of its greatest problems. Knowledge is the beginning of peace. When we turn our faith and the faith-filled possibilities it presents, we must have faith. We must have faith that God created us all. We are all children of God. None of us is loved more or less by God. We are created to be equal and are equal in the eyes, the heart, the mind, and the soul of God. We must believe that as Christians because it is one of the foundations of our faith. We need to remember and build our lives around the great commandment of Jesus, appearing at Matthew 22. You shall love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbors as yourself. When we realize that we are children of the same God, we then can understand that we are called sisters and brothers. We are all called to love one another as Sisters and brothers. Now I want to make something very clear. While we all are created equally and are deserving of each other's love and caring, there will be always some who reject that equality and need to give and receive each other's love. Specifically, when a police officer uses her or his authority to physically injure, take the life, or attempt to take the dignity 
from one of her or his sisters and brothers. We are called upon to help deal with them swiftly, but also fairly, through our justice system. We are to call them out. Also, when someone takes advantage of a peaceful and lawful protest and uses it to commit crimes against other persons or property or both, we are then called again to act swiftly and fairly through the same justice system. We are to call them out. So how can you and I gain the strength to deal with the issue of racial injustice that is such a pervasive and massive problem. Jesus would agree with us that it's probably going to be difficult, but he also tells us that we have the tremendous power of faith that is working with us, molding us, standing next to us, and striving to help us. Specifically, as the Apostle Paul says, if God be with us, who can be against us. This statement has been used by generations of Christians that have gone before us, who have stood up for justice, fairness, and equality. Yes, there is a power that has existed for centuries that is just waiting for us to tap into it. That power is the power of faith in God and all the possibilities it represents. It will allow us to get around, climb over, or go straight through the mountains holding us back from carrying out the will of God for justice, for all God's children. I have spoken to many African-American leaders, and they will tell us that they cannot get the justice they seek alone. They need the help of all communities, no matter what their color, especially communities of faith, like the community of faith at the neighborhood church. So let us begin today, right now. Our nation needs us. Our community needs us. And certainly, our sisters and brothers need us. Right now. Amen.